0: My name is Wiz. I'm the founder of Wiz & Co, a strategy agency specializing in retail, consumer trends, and brand building. I've worked in retail for 18 years, previously heading up beauty buying at Selfridges, and was director for Sower House Retail. I'm delighted today to welcome my guest, Sam Hornsby. She is the head of customer operations at Marks & Spencers. Welcome, Sam. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to know a little bit more about your role. What does that encompass?
1: Yeah so um customer operations that looks at really all of the key customer experience touch points across our retail stores and our contact center and how we're making sure that we're giving that really seamless experience for customers and really making a great experience
0: for customers at every touch point they have with us. Amazing sounds like a big job. <laughs> I'd love to know how did you get to this point what if you what's your previous background or in Not, retail? Oh got to think Quite far back for all of these. like you, spent quite
1: a few years in retail, but I actually started my career in consulting. So, strategy consulting at a company called NEK, which is really great and gave me a great grounding into lots of different industries. And then I always landed in retail a little bit by accident. So, somebody I'd worked with at NEK had moved to Tesco and asked me to come and join their team to work at Tesco with them. Then I moved across to Tesco about 15 years ago and worked there for nearly 10 years across a number of e commerce roles and strategy roles. and. Probably did nearly every role there was to do in Tesco online at one point. So across food, clothing, general merchandise. And then actually moved to m and just over four years ago. Again, bit of a theme. Somebody I'd worked with at Tesco asked me to come across to m and and look after our food online at the time. So that was everything we sell on M&S.com. Things like flowers, hampers, wine, and our Christmas food. As well as actually at the time we just sort of announced our partnership with Ocado. So I took the lead on kind of from an MLS side, making sure we integrated well with Ocado and that launch, which was very exciting. And then I moved just, just five months ago to this
0: current role really to see the other side of the fence. Amazing. So transitioning from digital to store experience is exciting. What kind of drove wanting to move?
1: Yeah, so I guess the big thing to me is I see every retailer going forward as probably being really omnichannel. You're even seeing some of those pure plays move into kind of store-based as well and have pop-ups or store presence. And I really wanted to understand how digital touches the stores and the store side of digital um, and really understand that
0: as part of my experience as well as being really kind of vast in e-commerce. Amazing. And I certainly know from my experience, having worked at Selfridges for many years, when I first started working there, it was so store focus obviously and they didn't have a kind of online retail at the time so that was always a very interesting transition of people moving into digital but actually less people are going the other way so I think it's really exciting to have your point of view for yeah the store experience as well with that kind of really digital mindset. Yeah definitely a different different way of looking at the stores now that we've had digital in space as well. Exciting. Mm-hmm. we saw a huge digital boom during the pandemic and a lot of recent data is showing customers are returning to the high street which is fantastic and online growth is back to kind of pre-pandemic levels in kind of depending on the category have you seen similar trends mark spencer's and how are customers shopping across online and stores
1: yeah so i guess one of the big things we really want to do from an mns perspective is become a leading omnichannel retailer and both stores and online are always really important to us. We've definitely seen that trend you talked about, kind of post-pandemic, people turning into our stores in their droves. And particularly over Christmas, it was really great to see our stores being really, really busy again for the first time in a couple of years. And it has meant our growth has slowed a little bit online after the pre-pandemic, but still definitely lots of customers you know, coming on online. And actually, we're seeing probably more and more customers now, rather than them disappearing from online, just touching both channels. And I guess our focus is really on making sure that's really seamless, whether they're in our stores or online or whether they're touching both, ever their channel they're in, we're trying to make that really, really seamless. And I think we've continued to invest in things like our app, which has got 4 million active users now and our spots program with over 16 million members. So I guess we can really understand how customers shop and serve them wherever they are. And that's really kind of what we've
0: seen. We've definitely seen people come back into our stores, but not stop using online because I think that's going to be there to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such an important research touch point as well for customers to be able to kind of see what they want to yeah. potentially look at when they come in store. I've seen lots of exciting news about new store openings as well. Are you able to share anything else about how and Spencer is driving this customer experience?
1: Yeah, sure. So I guess stores are always going to be a massive part of M&S And I think you probably saw just, we announced recently some plans to invest just shy of half a billion, huge amount of money in better stores across the UK. So I guess really simply how we describe that is making sure we've got the right stores in the right place with the right space. So, um, you know, and we've got a lot of store rotation going on as well as new stores. So you might have seen our kind of great new Stevenage store and it's got a great fancy on the roof or kind of our latest London Colony store that we just renewed. And we've got loads to come this year, I guess, across Leeds, Liverpool, Birmingham. You know, we're investing in the communities there as well with a, with lots of jobs being created. So I think actually, importantly, it's about how do we make that experience more convenient. We want people to love spending time in our stores, love kind of shopping there, catching up with friends in our cafes. And really, each store's been designed kind of quite uniquely with the shopper in mind in that area. But I guess the really important point to me is we've got, you know, in our food halls, they feel much more like a kind of market style food hall with kind of great sight of the product, brand new cafes, wider aisles. So customers can really kind of enjoy shopping for their food. And then in our clothing and home department, it's much more spacious, giving way more room to inspiration, having really great propositions like Brabfit, where customers can put that in-store online and have kind of our really amazing colleagues support them in that journey. So absolutely all about how do we help the customers have a really great experience when they're in store, not just come and pick up their things and walk out. So that's really what it's all about. So great news is that it's resonated with customers um, and the Witch Supermarket, South Survey actually said scored MS the highest, a customer score um, of all the supermarkets, which is really great to see. Second year running, I believe. Um, so customers are really, really understanding that we've got that great customer service and store experience um, and loving shopping with us. So. I think just more to come. And it's really, I think it's really exciting to see new stores open rather than just see all the investment online.
0: Yeah, a huge opportunity. And I'm personally a big fan of M&S food and have been for a a long time. And just to touch on your point about the Stevenage store with a Percy on the roof I know there's a lot of US listeners here, but Percy is a pig. If you haven't seen some of the food at M&S, it's kind of their iconic mascot of, yeah, sweets, so candy. Um, is yeah, it's brilliant. So it's Mark's expenses have really kind of created some of these like iconic, I suppose, mascots and brands and characters within their food, uh, yeah, which is fantastic. So it's got a cult following. So you mentioned uh like you can you book your bra fitting online, which is amazing. Are there any other ways that kind of you're incorporating that digital element as part of these new store rollouts?
1: Yeah, and I'd say digital is a hugely important part of kind of all of our store rollouts. So Actually, of all of our online orders, about 60% of those touch our stores in some way. So whether that's kind of people picking up through click and collect, or actually we've got installed fulfillment capability in a lot of our stores, or we pick the orders from online in our store stock. So really, really important that we're building those digital capabilities into our stores and investing in that experience. So um, you might have seen in some of our stores, we invest in an easier collection journey. We've got digital screens where customers can come in and collect their order and Actually, we had have it in their hand in a matter of minutes, um, which is great. And they're queuing and investing in more kind of digital self-serve payment options. Again, so customers can get in and out really, really quickly and don't have to stand in a queue for a long period of time, but always with colleagues there to kind of help them, support them if they need it. But absolutely digital is kind of, I guess the, the lifeblood of our stores, making sure that our colleagues
0: have the right information to support our customers at the right time. Brilliant. I mean, MS is a high street favourite in the UK for clothing, for home, and for food. I've been personally really excited to see how MS has expanded its clothing offering over the past two years, and it started selling brands online and in selective stores as well. What has the customer reaction been to this?
1: Yeah, the customer reaction has been really, really positive, really great, um, and I think that's because we've actually been working with brands brands that complement our own brand. We've actually picked those to enhance our offer rather than just selling everything that we sell as well some really exciting ones that we've had recently particularly in our stores as well as online are brands like rubber and Pappas or the early learning center and we've really seen our family shopper actually that really appeal to them and when they can come in get that one stop shop get m&s kids wear at the same time so we really really seen them complement our offer and most of our customers actually whether that's online or in store we see them shop to leave brands and shop m&s products at the same time we can see kind of that synergy there really coming together and showcasing actually customers are looking for both. I always say, I think customers, particularly with clothing, are looking for a showcase of brands. Um, I think we're really
0: helping them do that now online, M&S, and in some of our stores. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I started my cu- career in buying and I think curation is so important. And there are more retailers out there, out there than ever that are trying to stock everything, which can make it a very hard shopping experience. So it's really about kind of tailoring that edit to, to your customer. So yeah, I've been enjoying the, the range. Great. So fashion, I mean, we're seeing a slowdown of fashion across the board. More consumers are shopping for more, sustainab- more sustainably. E-commerce is a fast growing market. So is resale, rental, repair. I saw Eminist launched a partnership with Higher Street. What else are, are you doing to drive sustainability? Yeah, so definitely
1: seeing customers have that growing concern for sustainability and actually looking more and more to kind of us as retailers to play our part and to help them be sustainable. So Higher Street was really exciting, a great way to help us learn about kind of that re-commerce space from a really great startup. But actually there's tons we've been doing about sustainability in the background, which I guess probably goes quite unnoticed. So um. We've got a huge target to be fully net zero by 2040. And some of the initiatives we've already worked on, so you might have seen recently our partnership with EP to install kind of electronic charging points at 70 of our stores. So that's really to help kind of encourage that electricity usage. Actually, sort of talking on our e again, we actually went paperless in all of our deliveries for quite some time ago. So save something like over 205 tons of paper kind of every year. So that that's a huge sustainability piece for us. And then reducing plastic in our stores has been a huge initiative, whether that's no plastic wrap on cards and wrapping paper, which lots of people will see at Christmas, um, actually it's already to help us to remove millions of units of plastic. So I think sustainability is always going to be important at the forefront of people's minds. I think with clothing, definitely we're seeing, like you said, we're seeing that re-commerce piece. And actually, we just do everything we can continue to look for new
0: ideas to reduce, kind of, be more sustainable. I guess fantastic. And back to M&S food. I mean, I'm obsessed with M&S food. It is a <laughs> British favourite of the high street, and certainly for special occasions, for Christmas, the things like we've got the got the kind of King's coronation coming up, and I'm sure there'll be some amazing special food offers for that. I don't think there's much that could compete globally. I know I'm biased. I know a lot of people that go and live abroad, really miss the M&S food from the range of lunch and picnic offers they have, that epic Christmas range and seasonal. Obviously, the Percy Pigs. I think everyone has a in the Caterpillar birthday cake. So I'd love to know, what, what's your favourite food product?
1: Oh, gosh, I feel a bit spoiled because I get to try them all all the time, which is amazing. But I think picking my favourite one was probably like someone asking someone to pick their favourite child. Not quite sure I can pick my favourite one definitely one of my favorites at the moment so have been having for lunch nearly every day at the minute Our kind of chicken shawarma salad which is in our new eat well range but it's super tasty super healthy and probably just eating it far far too much um so definitely my favorite product at the moment but I'm sure if you ask me this again in a couple of weeks I'd probably have a different one like I said I'm trying things all the time and definitely also we you know i outside of through things like our new home care products I, I love them so our team created some great things to make our home smell like a spa, I've been using them around the home as well. So, um, some really, really exciting products. And like you said, I'm a bit obsessed
0: with MS food as well, which is good that I get to work here. Yes, absolutely. It's making me hungry just talking about it. Staying on food, you led the work to partner with Cardo from a joint venture point of view. And I know you have other franchise partnerships such as Costa Coffee. Can you share the importance of these partnerships for MS?
1: Yeah, sure. So, our uh, yeah, you know, our huge objective for MS food is we're always saying it's how do we protect the magic? So focusing on our kind of brand innovation, fresh product, and then modernize the rest. So kind of modernize how we sell our products and our infrastructure to support MS food and really growing into those new channels as part of that modernization. And how do we make sure that we get more of our products to more customers? And we see huge potential for kind of growth in those areas. Akado in particular is an area of how do we then really support our omni-channel um, view as well. How do we make sure customers that want to shop online can access m and products? And actually, we are consistently seeing m um, and share of a Cardo baskets basket over 25%. So we know customers are loving being able to shop m products online. Um, and actually, it's great to have Costa Coffee, then Costa Coffee as well. So Costa can do a great job of delivering great coffee and then sell great m and products at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised when I first saw m and Summages and Costa Coffee. Pleasantly surprised having had one of their summages to shore. It was a great improvement. But they do do coffee very well. So I, it's a perfect partnership. And I do think the future of retail is, is about partnerships and collaboration. So it's great to see how, how many opportunities that M&S, M&S are embracing. Definitely. Back to you. Um, you have a wealth of experience in retail. I'd love to hear a bit more about your career highlights. Gosh, okay, girl, there have been so many to think
1: about, but I'll probably touch on a couple of recent ones. So we talked talked talk about it a couple of times, but definitely one for me have got to be the launch of MS products on Mercado. It was it was a very unique, complex switchover. So something that we you know, I don't think has ever been done before in retail, where we were switching kind of whilst we were both still in business from a competitor product on Mercado to MS products and you know, there was lots and lots of things to consider for our customers and our colleagues, and our operation. But I, I loved it because I got to work alongside so many amazing people and deliver something, you know, see something really magical come to life and deliver something really great that had never been done before and really kind of was a real kind of big milestone in MS's history. So from that perspective I I you know that's got to be probably my career highlight to date. But I think the second one for me, also quite recently, is really about being part of how we kind of developed and adapted our offer in the pandemic. So there was loads of things happening at the time, but we, there was a few things that I was involved in like launching food boxes and so did that in just six weeks to kind of help our customers, our more vulnerable customers get access to food. And also we dealt with huge increases in kind of flour and gift deliveries. It was a bit like doing Mother's Day every single day, <laughs> the start of the pandemic. And I guess it's just for me, it was a real privilege to be able to support customers and colleagues. In our own way through that time then there's lots of other people definitely doing a lot bigger jobs and supporting the public but you know in our own way we managed to develop to our offer
0: to help our customers amazing yeah those pandemic pivots really look back were gosh panic stations at the time but delivered some amazing things across the whole of retail and and, get- and i think it really helped a lot of people deliver you know accelerate their digital programs
1: as well so that was it's was very exciting from that perspective
0: yeah absolutely and then the pivot again to really reinventing stores so you're definitely on trend and going in the right direction it's amazing (laughs) so kind of my my final question is and a biggie (laughs) always what do you anticipate customers want to experience from retailers over the next three years gosh and end with the big question the most difficult
1: one maybe but I actually don't think they've changed the kind of things that customers expect have changed much over the years and they just went mad at itself in, in different ways but I always see it's three areas being really important to customers. So I think the first, and this is growing, is that we really understand and know the customer. So I think kind of customers don't want to have to repeat themselves. They think they should, you should already know them. They want you to utilize the wealth of data you have on them to better serve them. So really making sure things are personalized in the customer journey, across all touch points, whether that be kind of personalized content on a, on a website or knowing them when they walk into one of our stores. I think personalization and using customer data kind of to help them is just going to become more and more important um, over the next few years. Um, second one for me, and again, I don't. this is a new one, but I just think it's becoming more and more important, is how to making sure it's really quick and easy to shop. I think actually a great experience for many is I can get in and out with no fuss. I think that we, we're going to continue, and I'm sure others will, investing in those digital experiences in store, making sure that only channel is really seamless, and really importantly, I don't have to queue and wait around. Because customers really don't like queuing and don't like waiting around. And then last but not least, I think a lot of people forget about this one, but it's one well, that's really important to me about making sure it's really consistent and trusted, the experience. customers want to know what they'll get where, whatever they, wherever they are, whichever shop they walk into, when they're online, they just want to know what to expect. And I think we can sometimes lose sight um, in retailers of all this kind of big, exciting um new moments or they're kind of big jazzy things that go in PR and actually what's most important to customers is that, you know, they know what they're going to get every single time and you deliver what you promised you said you were going to do. I spend, you know, actually quite a lot of time with our frontline colleagues, both in stores and contact centres, making sure we can understand the best way to help them and what's getting in their way of solving for customers. I think you know, that's really, really important to us to make sure that we're delivering that experience
0: every single day, not just some of the time. Absolutely. And I think it particularly as a heritage brand, everybody has an affinity with Marks and Spencers from at different stages of their life. Everything yeah. from being a kid and getting your school uniform and then, yeah, your lunchtime trips while you're working or special events like sending flowers on Mother's Day or birthday cakes, which you call them the caterpillar cake. It's, it's got, yeah, it's a real resonance and it's, it's in everybody's heart hearts in in the uk as well so it is really important and i've certainly kind of seeing some heritage retailers losing some of that particularly as there's there's cutbacks and kind of budgets and actually once that starts to go it can kind it can really kind of create a bit of a i suppose kind of negative reviews as well so it's really important to keep that that top of mind i I love that's um kind of at the forefront as well um that consistency yeah is crucial particularly when you have the pressures of constantly innovating and creating new things as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, um, I
1: really believe that everyone has an MS story out there somewhere. If you tell anyone who worked for MS, and s we've got a story of kind of a great experience they've had um, in one of our stores or someone who's helped them. So I think it's you know
0: really really important that we protect that brand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone's investors have got any stories, I'd love to hear them or comment on, on the audio. That'd be fantastic. And yeah, I, a big trend I'm seeing as well is kind of... Um, really building on that customer loyalty and creating brand advocates because if someone's had a great experience with you they're going to be telling their friends about it uh, if they had a terrible experience they're going to be telling their friends about it maybe even more so yeah. it is absolutely crucial brilliant well on that note I'd really love to thank you for taking the time to join me today and sharing some of the amazing insights that Marks and Spencers are doing and yeah I look forward to hopefully speaking to you again on this in the future thank you so much for it. thanks for having me